Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the Camp Report for August the 23rd, 2023, an eventful Camp Report. And I, I'm, I'm even going to play some some audio, because I can't play the video, but I'll play the audio of uh, some comments from Tuatunga Valoa today, uh, rather interesting, uh, in response to Ryan Clark's uh, comments about Onyx strippers and all kinds of bullshit. Uh, I guess when you're filling time... You're going to look for an easy target that might not say anything. Well, this time he did say, he did say something. Uh, essentially, he challenged him to a fight, which is kind of cool. I'm not saying that you should ever, ever, you know, threaten violence to get something done. And I'm not an advocate for threatening violence. But sometimes threatening violence works. And maybe it worked this time. Maybe in the offseason they could have, You know Ryan Clark has like a, an MMA show with uh, Daniel Cormier, right? So maybe he he does some of that stuff. Maybe they could do a, an MMA fight in the off season for for charity or something. You know that that'd be pretty cool, right? But anyway, uh, yeah, our 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 quarterback uh, threatened violence today, and I'm all for it. All right, so they move us inside, and first of all, I got there really really early, okay? Because my dumbass thought that Mike McDaniel was going to speak to the media today. He was not. So I walk in through the door. This happens to me at least once every camp. I walk in through the door, and there's nobody there. So here I am once again haunting the halls of the Dolphins practice facility. Okay? So no Mike McDaniel availability. And sure enough, we're inside. So it's a closed practice, and you can't reveal anything that they're working on under the penalty of death. But... I did walk inside the practice facility, had a really good vantage point. I'm, I'm like right above where the offensive linemen work because I'm in like the, the what is called the cardio deck. It's like a second floor. It's like a little catwalk. You're basically hanging right behind the goalpost. Like, in fact, I could reach out and I could touch the goalpost. Okay? So that kind of tells you exactly where I'm at. Okay? I'm right behind where they work on goal line and usually where the offensive line works. Uh, Lester Cotton 
in uniform and working today, which is kind of cool to see because he had that mystery injury that nobody knew about and, you know, kept him out of that game against the Texans. Uh, Tyreek Hill had like a, a vet day. It was kind of interesting to see Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle playing catch on the sideline, you know. So the starting wide receivers essentially were Cedric Wilson with Berrios in the slot, as always, and then Robbie Chosen outside. Um, Mike White off the concussion protocol. I guess you could say that because he was a full participant today. He was in on 11 on 11 and... And the works. We started off with what can only be called like an install. It was like a game plan install, I guess, for the Jaguar game on, on Saturday inside. And then we were moved outside for some 11-on-11, which was pretty instructive, I, I thought. I thought Tua was really, really good on this day. And I'll have more on that a little bit later on, on in this monologue. But um, I'll give you a, a few more you know, notes that I took from the inside portion. Uh, what stood out to me, pretty large, I would say, work uh, workout for all of the edge and line edge, uh, backup edge players, backup linebackers. Not the ones that you would expect. Not the Channing Tindalls. Not the Duke Rileys. More like the Garrett Nelsons, the Mitchell Agudes. Uh, workouts for special teams, and they were all. It looked like a tryout to me. It looked like they were being used in certain spots for special teams. Um, uh, further news, uh, since we are in the cardio deck, that's where guys go to sometimes rehab injuries. And shortly thereafter, Rob Jones showed up. He was actually working out right next to me. Okay. Uh, I got to say a couple of words to him. Uh, so was Justin Bethel and Nick Needham. And I, I, I can, I'm, I'm not saying that this is a report. I've said this before. In my opinion, he just does not look anywhere near ready. Uh, Rob Jones was in crutches, and then he was doing some, some you know, some strength training. I, w- I guess you could call it. Uh, all three of them were doing strength training since all three of them have lower extremity injuries. But they were right next to me, so I got to see them uh, work out. Um, they were working on some some combo blocks. Uh, Alec Engel was a full participant again, which is kind of cool to see. That he's, you know, he's healthy enough to start participating in all the practices because they need him. He's a big part of the offense. Julian Hill, day two of extensive work, I write. I can't say what he's working on, but Julian Hill had a much larger role today than normal. So gone is Eric Saubert, and who steps in into his stead? Julian Hill. Interesting, huh? Well, we didn't see that one coming. You know what we didn't see coming? Tanner Connor. In uniform and actually practicing. You know what? He looks fast. He looks fabulous out there as far as running routes and everything, but we know where that usually ends with him. You know where it ended last year. Uh, but you know he can run, so he's, he's going to apply some pressure at the back end of this room. I don't know where he stands at this point of, of training camp. Uh, I write again, uh, Mike White is a full go. He is doing installs, and it looks like he's getting ready to work 11-on-11. Deshaun Hand was working outside uh, doing some drills. Uh, I don't know if he was nursing some kind of injury or I don't know what it was, but he was working outside almost exclusively while the team was doing installs inside. He was working with a trainer outside. He was doing sprints. He was doing uh, some sled work. 
Uh, I don't know what that was about. Let's get this out of the way. I know some people have speculated on the Zach Sealer injury. It's not a Zach Sealer injury. I, the way I saw it was like he was cramping up. He was on his back, and he was stretching his leg, and then the trainer comes over, and he starts doing what is called uh, you know, a full stretch, which means they bend you at the knee. They bend you at the groin. They lift your, your leg up straight, even with your shoulders. Uh, I guess he was kind of seizing up today. Uh, then he got up. He stood on the sideline, then he came in, he had about three reps, he looked fine, comes back to the sideline, down he goes again, and he's stretching once again. And he spent the entire practice basically stretching back and forth. Uh, he did take a tablet of some type, which you can guess what that's about as far as you know when you're cramping up. So we don't know if he actually has an injury or not, but he completed the, the practice and he participated. Uh, he finally sat out like the last five minutes of practice, but he was on the sideline. In uniform, he never left the the the, side, the, the field. Um, let me see if I have any anything else of note. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, basically in, involved in every single situation, every huddle, on the sideline. It was nice to see. He did not, of course, he did not have crutches, so you know, speculate uh, away uh, on that regard. Um, Eli Apple. Uh, are we witnessing the end of the, the Noig Benogany era? <laughs> so did it, did he make it to three weeks in, in camp and then it's over? Uh, I am one who likes to count rep counts because I think rep counts matter. Coaches like to give reps to guys that are going to play. Simple as that. Especially in install. In install, you like to give the reps to the guys that are going to start, that are going to play majority snaps on a Saturday or on, or on a Sunday against the Chargers. So that matters. Whoever's in first-team install matters. Whoever's on second-team install matters in a preseason game because that's usually who's going to go where. The rep count is going in Eli Apple's favor drastically the last two days. I think it was somewhere around 60-40 yesterday. I think today it was like 90-10 in Eli Apple's favor. So maybe we have a new starter opposite of Xavier Howard in nickel. Cater uh, Co, we know, is already going to play in base and is playing the slot. Uh, he had an availability afterwards. Uh, he was saying he's really comfortable playing either. Uh, he's a really smart kid. And if you ever see him do any of his uh, his availabilities, like you're really glad you have this guy on the team. You know, really sharp, smart. All right, so we're outside all of a sudden, and here we go, and it's 11 on 11, and a few things stand out. So some guys were watching, because the, they actually did one-on-ones on the opposite field, and I'm like, you know, what a waste of time this is. But um, a couple of things. Uh, Devon A-Chain was there, but not in uniform, not participating, but he was doing some cardio work. Uh, Brandon Jones in full uniform and working. And working all installs and working 11 on 11s. It was great to see because for a while there, I was beginning to be a little concerned that maybe this thing was going to reach into the regular season. It has not. So he is now active. He is now participating. He looks like he's probably good to go. He had a full practice and with no restrictions. So he got to play, got to play a few live snaps, 11 on 11. So that was good to see. Um, now, what did I discern from the time that we were outside? Of course, we can't report on ex the actual plays, but I will say this. One quarterback looked fabulous, 
and as good as I've seen him all all camp. And the other looked god-awful. And the one that looked great was Tua Tungvaluwa. He was really, really sharp. Had one drive, 11 on 11, ones versus ones. Uh, he sliced and diced from his own 45, drove it all the way down, touchdown. Uh, did not miss a pass until until one was dropped by Raheem Mostert at the three-yard line. Uh, really, really sharp. Mike White, on the other hand, comes in, throws a pick six to Xavier Howard almost immediately. And he looked – now, I'm not going to say that. Maybe he was feeling the effects of the of the concussion that he had, but he, he looked bad. He just looked bad today. Skylar Thompson was okay, really had an eye-opening throw. I will say this. I would give – I was going to give the, the player of the practice to Tua Tungabailoa, and then, you know, I started observing what Andrew Van Ginkel was doing. And he absolutely wrecked practice, okay? He got a sack on Keon Smith. He got one on Kendall Lamb. Um, he actually sacked all three quarterbacks, which is is kind of hard to do. Uh, I will say this about my favorite um, bubble and bubble fringe defensive lineman, Jalen Twyman. Good God, does he like to call sacks. Like, that guy just breathes on the quarterback and he wants a sack. Uh, he's always raising his hands. It, it becomes incessant after a while. Kind of funny, actually, that he's always, he's always rushing uh, in that three-tech, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got a sack. I got a sack. And he's always looking at the referee like, hey, you know, hey, I got a sack. Although there were no referees today, so he's looking at his coaches trying to get credit for a sack. Uh, I don't think he earned one. So I was then, you know, favoring giving it to Andrew Van Ginkel because he was just fabulous coming off the edge, uh, playing really, really well. But then I decided, you know what? Let's give it to the guy that just challenged Ryan Clark to a fight. How's that? Uh, by the way, here's the here's the sound of Tua Tungvaluwa, uh essentially challenging said Ryan Clark to a fight. I don't know. It, it's a little it's a little weird when other people are talking about other people when they're not that person. So I don't know it's just a little, just a little weird. I come back. I, I like my background is like I, I come from a Samoan family. Like respect is everything. But, you know, it does get to a point where, hey, you know, a little easy on that, buddy, because, you know, we, I, I think we're, we're pretty tough-minded people, and uh, if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy too. Just saying. How hard did you work in the offseason? I mean, I think we all worked hard throughout the offseason. Um, and I'm not someone to talk about myself the entire time, but, I mean, it takes a lot. You think, you think I wanted to... To build all this muscle, like, not nah, to some extent. Like I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a little lighter. There's, I know there's a mixture of things that people don't understand, that people don't know about, that are talked about, that go behind the scenes. So, you know, I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I'd say. And we're back. All right, I guess that's pretty much all that I could observe today, or that I can tell you that I observed today. So. You know, we'll bring up uh, some of you who have questions, and if not, we'll answer the questions you have in the chat. All right, as I bring you up, uh, identify yourself. Hey, Elf. It's um, Max on Discord, Leo Avina on YouTube. Um, For those tour comments, um, in your opinion, once the national media uh, gets their hands on them, is it going to be a negative blowback on Tua since he's always so positive and always so you know, non-reactionary to these sort of things. What's your opinion that's going to happen with that? Uh, I think um, 
it'll lead a few a few A blocks. I think it'll probably be the lead in every single A block. I think ESPN executives and producers just started, you know, patting themselves in the back because they induced another A block out of Tua by just merely insulting him. So it's probably going to encourage them to, to keep insulting people to see if if it draws a reaction and then they can make content out of it. Uh, we already saw Mike Florio kind of like it, and of course Rich Eisen always makes a segment out of it. So I don't think it's going to be negative. I think it's actually going to be positive. And sometimes, sometimes you do have to tell somebody like, "Hey, buddy, like you know, enough already, okay? Like this is stupid, and I don't want to partake in your stupidity." So you know, now are they going to hate away? Yeah, of, of, of course. You know, they, they'll hate him. They're going to hate him regardless. Okay. But now, you know, it's good It's good that he actually, you know, he actually spoke up and stood up for himself. You know, enough of this, this garbage. Like, who, who the hell needs this shit? Incessant crap constantly in the, in the national media. And it's not him, it's Colin Cowherd. Like, now Colin Cowherd said he can't, he can't ever see Tuatonga Baaloa ever get a, a multi-year deal. Can you imagine saying, about, saying that about somebody? You know, then I hope he does get the the multi year deal and then throws it in Colin Cowherd's face. Although what Colin Cowherd has against Tua is seems to be personal. You got anything else? Yeah, um, yeah, and I couldn't agree more. Like even if he does get that deal, then he'll just start crapping on the Dolphins for giving it to him. Like you can't win that game with these people. No, you can't. Um, but uh, Jalen Waddle, it's been kind of quiet with him. Do you got an update on him? And like, if there was a game this weekend, you think he'd be able to play? Yeah, if you're running around with no restrictions and you're playing catch with with Tyreek Hill, you're probably fine. So if if they needed him on Sunday, he would play. By the way, he's tough as hell. Okay, like he'll play with injury. All right, and it's not like like he sat out any games last year. Uh, he had a pretty he was pretty banged up after that Minnesota game, and he ended up playing. So he's a tough guy. He's a tough sort. Um, I tend to trust him. Like he'll get himself ready to play, and he looks fine to me. Like, he's perfectly fine. Sure. And, and then uh, Mike White, like, are you surprised he's already practicing? I thought, like, he'd be in the protocol and maybe, like, at least a week out. Yeah, we were talking about this in the media room. Like, you know, how does the, the protocol work? And this is actually the last uh, bar you have to clear in the protocol, which is physical activity. So, evidently, he came in, he went into the protocol, and he came out rather quickly. Uh, essentially, two days. <laughs> so. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, yeah, he's he's fine. I'm actually surprised that it was that fast, but yeah. Maybe they misdiagnosed him. Remember that they self-diagnosed him. They didn't. He wasn't diagnosed with a concussion on the field. You know? Okay. So, who yeah. knows how that works, but only they know. They're not very forthcoming on that on that stuff. They just tell you what the injury is. They don't even tell you when like, when a guy has a knee injury or an ankle injury. Like I had to know that Justin Bethel had a knee injury because he has a, a brace on his left knee. But I don't know what kind of knee injury he has. You know, they just say lower extremity or upper extremity or midsection. It seems like Jalen, by the way, J- back to Jalen Waddle. Yeah, he does seem like he's perfectly fine. Yeah, good. And then lastly, on the Jonathan Taylor rumors, might as well bring that up. Um, since we have limited picks next year, do you see them in any scenario actually giving up like that second round pick next year, only leaving us a first and then, you know, like a six and seven? I think that that's probably the baseline, right? Like that's the bare minimum that they would have to give up for Jonathan Taylor if they make the deal happen. Uh, my guess is that they're going to try to do even less than that, try to trade even less, and have them take a, a contract back. If they can take a contract back, that probably makes it a lot easier. Um, we were talking about this on in the, in the media room as well, and it's, it's, it's damn near unanimous, okay? It's, like, it's almost like 9-1. to one. Almost everybody wants Jonathan Taylor, the Jonathan Taylor trade to happen. I talked to a couple of people in the building, and they seem kind of gung-ho about it as well. So it's definitely a thing. Now, can it happen? Who knows, man? So many moving parts, and you need a lot of cooperation from a lot of different people, okay? Uh, namely, you got to square away Christian Wilkins first. Not for aesthetics, but you're probably going to need to start shaping your salary cap for next year to be able to pay a Jonathan Taylor. So to do that you have to have Christian Wilkins squared away because you can't tag him and have 21 million dollars count against your cap next year when you're going to need Jonathan Taylor. You need to pay Jonathan Taylor. So you're going to want to square him away before you get that done. So we shall see. Uh, we definitely have like a deadline here working because you know, you kind of want to see Christian Wilkins squared away before next Tuesday. Like that's like I would say the deadline on Christian Wilkins like before it starts to get a little bit embarrassing is next Tuesday. Like, you got to get him done by next Tuesday because they they begin to work for uh, against, um, I mean, they begin to work for week one against the Chargers beginning next Tuesday. And they'll have the team already formed by Wednesday when Chris Greer meets with us. So you kind of want to have all of that squared away. All right? Yep. Appreciate it, Alf. All right, man. Thank you. All right, as I bring you up, uh, identify yourself. Uh, Capstern at Capstern Dave on Twitter or X, whatever they want to freaking call it these days. Um, just wanted to check in with you. How, how's, is, 
how's Austin Jackson looking? And the second thing is, with the cuts coming and the people we're going to try to sneak the practice squad, who are the three people you think we're at the highest risk of losing if we try to put them on practice squad? Hmm, that's a, that's a great question. Um, first of all, with Austin Jackson, I think uh, he looked pretty good today. Um, most of the pressure was coming on Lamb's side. Um, Bradley Chubb applied some pressure, and and um, of course, like I said, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle was a menace today. Guys that if you expose will be poached. Hmm. Look, I think uh, it, they're all in the in the running back room for the most part. I think. I don't know if Brooks. I don't know if anybody's actually like you know lining up to sign Brooks as soon as you cut him. But if you cut a Savon Ackman or a Miles Gaskin, I think maybe twenty teams would think about bringing them into their their running back rooms. Uh, other than them, you know, maybe hmm, it's a it's a really good question. Like, you know, would Aubrey Miller draw, you know? some interest probably not he's a phil linebacker there's so many of them so that's a guy i think you could sneak onto your practice squad i think kedron smith i think people would, would had would have tape on him they would have seen his good tape against atlanta they would know the 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 signing bonus that you gave him and they might think you know what this is a guy worth a long look i think Roel mckinley will get on a team if you cut him so yeah, there's a few of those guys, right? There, there's there's a few guys that you got to be pretty careful. Like, look on on the wide receivers, man. I think you cut Craycraft. You try to sneak him back on because if you cut Robbie Chosen, he will be on another team immediately. Okay, so do you think they'll keep a spot for Ryan Hayes just to cover their ass? Yeah, man, I hope that they're not going to play that game because that could get dangerous. He's uh he's a Michigan man, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a left tackle. You don't know who's out there. Remember, he got drafted. Okay, he wasn't a UDFA, so you don't know how many people have, how many teams out there have a book on him. And as mm-hmm. soon as they see him exposed, they're like, "Hey, remember we were going to draft that guy in the seventh round? Well, guess what? Now we could get him." So I think that that's a guy you got to try to roster. And what you do is you try to sneak. If you really like Keon Smith, you try to sneak Keon Smith back on. But I think Ryan Hayes is a guy that you roster. So for that. That process, if you cut somebody and somebody puts a claim in, can you change your mind, or is it too late? It's too late once you put in the the waiver. Once you put the guy on waivers, a call goes to the league. So what happens is that, you know, a a guy's cut and, you know, depends. You know, like like if if you're cut, you're cut. If you're waived, remember how it works. You know, if you're a vested player, you're waived. You go through the waiver wire process, right? Uh, If you're cut, you're cut. You know, once that gets done, calls get made to the to the league. And imagine, like, the commissioner sitting there. Not that Roger Goodell is actually sitting there. But imagine that he's sitting there in front of a computer and he's updating all the rosters. You know what I mean? So this is going to all the teams. So all the teams are going to know the cut list immediately. So those claims are going to be made. You know, like, like if, if there's a guy to be claimed, like, they're going to be made immediately. Like, everybody knows. Like, everybody has it on real time. So, you know, I don't think you could change your mind. Because once that call is made, I guess it goes in, and then that's it. You know? That's that's. Okay, that's what I was trying to remember. I thought there was a there was a, there was a, I thought I heard somebody talking once, when you do waivers during the season, you can say, never mind, I don't want to waive him if somebody tries to claim him. But I couldn't remember. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, 
time every day where league business must be settled. So you could always change your mind because waivers do does not go through until the, the league day is done. Like, let's say we wave a guy at 9 o'clock in the morning. He's not actually available to the entire league at 9.01. He's available to the entire league like at 4 p.m. So maybe it's 3.40 p.m. And your position coach comes in and says, you know what? I don't think we should wave this guy. You could call the league back and say, hey, look, we're pulling this. We're pulling the waiver on this guy. We're not waving him. So that's usually how waivers work. The way that waivers works is very similar to how your fantasy league works, by the way. You know, like you could put in claims, but it doesn't mean that the guy's actually even, you know, being waived. You could actually pull him back before the league day is done. Usually all the business that you, tra- that you transacted during the day is logged into the books at the end of the league day. And I believe the end of the league day is 4 p.m. Because the trade deadline is at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Am, am I correct? Is, is it like a 4 p.m.? I know that the NBA is 4 p.m. The, the end of the NBA league day is at 4 p.m. every single day. So I'm pretty certain the NFL is the same way. Um, so, so, yeah, that's the way it works. Do you have anything else? No, sir. Just as always, dude, thanks for all the hard work. We appreciate it. Ah, thank you. All right, uh, I'm bringing you up here. Uh, identify yourself. Hey, Alf, uh, Scuba Pegs, Scuba underscore Pegs on Twitter. Follow me for retweets and sophomoric trash talk. Um, so I've got two questions. I'll, I'll start with the first one nice and quick. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor, um, obviously we've seen the reports that Miami's interested um, do you think that there's a large pool of teams that Miami's going to compete against, or do you think that it's a little smaller than people think? I'll tell you what. I think that if, if my speculation is correct, which is, you know, that we're working with something less than the equivalent of a first round pick. We're talking about like a second or a fourth. I mean, a second and a fourth, a second and a player, something like that. I think that you can have a ton of competition. Uh, and I mean a ton of it. Like, who has cap space out there? That's a, that's a suitor. You never know. You never know who's out there, which coach actually falls in love with them. You, Denver was in the market for, for Dalvin Cook. Uh, Javonta Williams, for whatever reason, you know, they want to pair him with somebody else. Maybe that's where they go, okay? Um, maybe New, or- New Orleans has a little cap space opening up next season. Um, you know, maybe they say goodbye to Mike, Mike Thomas and they say, you know what? And since Alvin Kamara is being suspended this year, you know, maybe they want to transfer that, some of that money over and get somebody like Jonathan Martin. So yeah, I think that he's a guy that if the price is going to be right, which means less than the equivalent of a first round pick, I could foresee as many as six, seven, eight teams lining up to, to get him. Uh, you're talking about the best player at his position. So, yeah, absolutely. I think there'll be a pretty big market for him. You got anything else? Okay, and my next question, yeah, it's uh, on Mike White. Um, so, at, at this point, based on everything we've seen in training camp and preseason, has he even justified uh, uh, having a roster spot uh, on, on the main 53? Um, is, is there potentially a, a cut? upcoming from another team that maybe would be viewed as an upgrade from the Dolphins or does the money involved just kind of make that not likely? Yeah, the money involved and the commitment, like, you know, this is a guy that they signed at the first minute of free agency. So 
Yeah, they're not cutting him. They're not cutting him. They're going to grin and bear it, and this is going to go on all year. The battle for backup quarterback to to Tua Tungvaluwa is going to go on all year. But like I said on the podcast the other day, what we want is to not give a crap, to not never see either one of them suit up for the Dolphins this year again. You want to see Tua as the quarterback and have him stay as the quarterback for the duration of the season. So, you know, that's the plan. But, yeah, uh, they're not cutting him. Under Absolutely agree. Okay, thanks, Alf, man. That's all I got. All right, and uh, there's a few questions in the chat that I will I will take on, and then we could close right there. Uh, uh, Cortega24 writes, how did the wide receivers look with Hill and Waddle sitting out? Um, he, actually, he actually has three questions. Yeah, the wide receivers look actually pretty good. They look pretty good today, except for uh, for one one pretty crafty River Craycraft um, pass route where he fell down and, you know, caused an incompletion. He was going to be wide open. Other than that, Cedric Wilson was actually pretty sharp, and so was Robbie Chosen. Uh, he also asked, was there more to the Tua interview than what was in the video? Not really. It was all in there. But you could feel the tension. Uh, you could feel he was kind of pissed off. Uh, who looks like a surprise cut at this point in time? You know what? I think every single linebacker outside of the, the big four and Andrew Van Ginkle, because I think Andrew Van Ginkle's training on inside enough where I think they might they might cut them all, you know? And you know what I'm talking about. It's it's the Aubrey Millers. It's, you know, it's the, the, the Garrett Nelsons, the such and so forth, Mike Rose. Uh, all right, here's another question. Bradley Chubb was quiet last season in Josh Boyer's defense. I've heard a lot about Phillips and Wilkins this offseason. Uh, curious on your take on how Chubb is performing. He's looking great, and he's looking slim. I talked about this today on OnlyFans. I posted a picture of him uh, when he did his uh, availability. He looks slimmer. He looks in shape. I think that this is the guy that the heat and the weather here in South Florida has really taken a liking to. Um, I think that it's done him a lot of good. Uh, he's he's more fit for this, this for this uh, this weather. He's slimmer, quicker faster i think he's in for a, a pretty big year all right let me see any other questions um uh, somebody writes never take the threat of violence off the table absolutely mutual sure assured destruction is the policy uh how did Ju- uh, alex 13 asks uh how did julian hill look today is he still getting all the chances to make some noise absolutely like if uh if i had to if i had to guess Man, it looks like he took over, right? He took over for Eric Saubert. We shall see. If they play the starters on Saturday, uh, we don't know yet, by the way. We don't know who's playing on Saturday. We asked. We do not know. We haven't been told. Uh, if they do play the starters and they go to 12 personnel, I think you're going to see Julian Hill trot out there in place of Eric Saubert. So, yeah, he's looking good. Uh, everything's looking up for Julian Hill the last few days. Um... Let me see any other questions. Um, Alex13 writes, uh, Eli Apple was an excellent signing by Greer. Hey, so far, so good. He's been really, really good uh, in camp. You know, I have my, uh, I had my, uh, my doubts. My doubts have been rested. Uh, and by the way, this, this system is really, really friendly to cornerbacks. So he's a pro. So it makes sense that he's actually, you know, taken to it pretty well. Uh, here's another question. Did Lamb get any snaps at right tackle since he asked for them? No, not today. 
Uh, we shall see. But I think he meant more in game for a preseason game. Like, he wanted to play a little bit at right tackle. Uh, here's another question. Scooter writes, if we have, I hope this is not the, the Scooter, I think it is. If we have a lot of fringe guys that would get poached onto other teams, wouldn't that mean our depth is pretty good? Contrary to the opinion of one prominent beat writer, well, everybody has their own opinion, right? Uh, yes, I've said this before. They're going to cut NFL players, especially in the secondary. You're going to look at them, okay? You know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But when that cut list comes out, make a note of every single defensive back that they cut and see if they end up on other teams. I'm willing to bet they all end up on other teams. Every single one of them that gets cut, except for Ethan Bonner, poor guy. All right, uh, another question. Alf, do you think that the Wilkins contract gets done by next Tuesday? And if so, what will your guess be for the money and the years? Yeah, man, I've been... I don't know how much longer they're going to keep telling me, like, ah, it's happening, it's happening. Stop asking about it. Okay, cool. Why don't you make it happen? So, yeah, I have to say, yeah, I keep being told it's going to happen, that it's not, it's no big deal. If I had to guess, five years, $105 million, $68 million guaranteed. And hold me to it. Uh, I'm pretty certain on these numbers. Uh, let me see if there's any more questions. I think that we have reached the end of it, right? Uh, somebody asked, by the way, uh, Bradley Chubb over eight and a half sacks for the season, or yeah, I would say over. Yeah, I, I think over is a good number on Chubb on eight and a half sacks. All right, we're gonna leave it right there. This was the camp report for August the twenty third, two thousand twenty three. We will see you again and talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.